When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Dawes with the dribbles that are off his foot. It's loose, picked up by the Musketeers. Desmond Claude, he's being chased. He ducks it. Moore wants to attack, spinning, kicks, Dixon, left corner three. He's got it, a new career high in points as Dixon now has 26 points. And he's made six threes. Oh, my goodness, you got to love it. And the Blue Jays are going to New York next week as the three seed... And the preseason favorite to win the Big East will have a chance to make some noise in New York City. We, we turn it over, I think. Oh, that is the Big East at its finest. Welcome back, Coffee and Cream in the Morning. Robbie Lula, who loves the Big East. Actually, he loves basketball in general. I do. I, As he, I had to untape his hands. I had to get him ready. You know, when you get ready to spar, you need your hands <laughs> taped. I had to get Robbie's hands. I had to cut the tape off this morning. He's arguing about the NBA and Steph Curry. He's here to validate college basketball. And now we have the ultimate olive branch guy, the peacemaker, if you will, <laughs> who dominates college basketball and in particular the biggies. John Fanta joins us. John, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Damon, and Peacemaker. Man, I've been a lot of things. I've been a lot of things. <laughs> lot of things. I, I don't know, guys. E- I, even I can't get 2.30 Eastern time Thursday afternoon for those two fan bases that are going to be inside Madison Square, oh, Square yeah. Garden to, to make peace with each other. There, there might be some blood. John, you'll appreciate this. At 7... 7- 09 this morning i don't know how we got started we're arguing about the nba and i had to give ravi the starting lineup of craig elo mark price john hot rod williams uh brad doherty this a cleveland guy you can't come on man and he was thumbing his nose up at the talent and i said you know who's going to appreciate that lineup john fanta how about Cleveland that? Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland <laughs> Rocks, Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. Oh, so John, I mean, you're looking at the seedings. Creighton gets the three. Marquette has terrible odds. Creighton has the second highest <laughs> odds to win the whole thing. I know. Villanova's got to win just to get in the tourney. <laughs> right. Like, what is going on in the Big East? It's crazy, and I do wonder. I think Shaka Smart's probably throw, showing his kids their odds to win this thing. Uh, he's got to, right? Like, yeah. wouldn't you if you were coaching Mark? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they have been – I'll tell you, they've been disrespected this year. I mean, guys, like, how does a team that went to Mackey Arena early in the year lost by five points – how does a team that beats Baylor by 26? They beat Baylor by 26. 
And then they proceeded to play 20 conference games, and they won 17 of them. I'm not saying they're winning the Big East tournament. But at what point are we going to stop saying, like, I, I think a lot of people, their brains are computed to, well, Marquette doesn't win this time of year. Uh, Steve Wojciechowski struggled. Well, Steve Wojciechowski is in the mountains. Uh, you know, Shaka Smart is winning and winning a lot. Um, so I do think that everybody's just, you know, proclaiming the winner of UConn Providence to, to make the final then. Mm-hmm. Watch watch out. Watch out. Um, th- this tournament is wide open. There's as many as six teams that could win it. I think a lot of people are on the Connecticut bandwagon. I would just say this. You know, they, they went to Villanova and beat them. They have not proven outside of Stores or Hartford that they could win consistently. Mm-hmm. And so they, they went on a winning streak. We all thought that they would when you looked at the schedule on paper. Mm-hmm. That wasn't that surprising. So I, I still go back to Creighton. I just think that this team is, is made to make a run again in this tournament despite the fact that they don't match up great with Villanova. The funniest thing about Creighton is the first one may be the hardest one to get. Mm. And if they can get it, if they can get it, I think they'll they'll win this thing. Uh, John, I that, wanted, that was your thing. It right? was, yeah. I, I wanted. I would rather have played UConn than I than I, I would have. I, I set the whole thing up for Ravi because Andrew's been out sick. So we go back to Friday, John, and I'll let you go. But I just got to set this so you can get into this. Yeah. I made. It was Creighton versus Nebraska, John, and I and Creighton was a minus one and a half game in the win column favorite over Nebraska in their respective conference tourneys. Nebraska now opens with Minnesota. He hates Creighton's draw, so he actually took Nebraska minus the one or plus one and a half games won in the conference tourney. And wow. prim- primarily because of Nova. He, of, of, of Nova. Nova. Does does that – can you see that when, when Ravi's getting ready to unload here, John? <laughs> can you see it? Um, I I can see what your thought process is because you have PTSD. I do. <laughs> oh, I do. You totally do. I do, yeah, 100%. You have PTSD. I told you. I'm you overly are, emotional about you are the No, you're the person – you're the guy who's had that aunt who, growing up, you were really scared of going into her house because she'd always yell at you. I yeah. had that aunt. She'd yeah. always say, hey, go go run a mile. I know, I know it sounds offensive, but we've all had, we've all had that aunt. And then, and then after like 15 years, you go back into her house, and she's there, and all of a sudden, you're really scared of walking into her house. Yeah. But yeah. but it's okay this time. It's okay this time. She actually she, she got on some meds. And <laughs> she's doing better. That's what you have right now. You're scared. You're scared of Villanova. You have you have uh, what is it? Uh, arachnophobia. <laughs> no, I do. Listen. I understand the likelihood of Eric Dixon going six of eight from three and dropping a 30-burger on us again is not super likely, um, but I am still concerned about it. Um, I much, And I know it's crazy. I would have rather have played UConn in, in round one. But I actually wanted to ask you about Marquette first. By the way, nobody wants to play Nebraska the Big Ten tournament. 
I mean, yeah. I, I'm going to give, I'm, you know, we, we, we live in a world where often we're like tearing, tearing people down, criticizing them. If you're going to criticize when they're not good, uh, then you should give some level of credit. I give credit to not you two, but I, you know, I, I'm going to give credit to Fred Hoiberg. I mean, I think that they have had an improved season. Good for the Huskers. Mm, for sure. Um, I did want to touch on Marquette before we get uh, into Creighton. Mm-hmm. What did, you know, I thought they were going to be better than their preseason number nine. I was, mm-hmm. I thought middle of the pack, like four through six, somewhere in there. What did we get wrong? Like, what did we miss about Marquette that has led them from going to what the consensus was, even the high end consensus to a fairly dominant regular season? Yeah. So, so I think there's a couple of things. Number one, Shaka Smart last year when he came into the program, one of his goals was to get very mobile offensively. Mm-hmm. But that takes some time to process for even the guys that you have that, that you work all summer with. So I think that Oso Iguodaro now knows what he needs to do. And when he's picked that concept up, they've become very difficult to scout because they've got guys who have emerged seemingly out of nowhere, but really just off organic player development. Um, I think Omax Prosper has just gotten better as a player. But more than anything, this comes down to Tyler Kolick playing with a special type of swagger, 246 assists to just 76 turnovers. I got to tell you, if he played in the Big Ten or the SEC or the ACC, he'd be a first-team All-American, and it wouldn't even be a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more I looked at it, now I actually voted him second team. And two guys that I really respect in this industry were like, yeah, no, no, no. He's actually probably one of the five best this year. And when you look at the numbers, now some here's here's the difference with Marquette. Here's what I sense with Marquette. I'm sensing that the that the national thought is, well, they're 25 and six, but they're really not uh, the sixth best team in the country. Well, it's really hard to to suggest. So so what are you saying then? Mm-hmm. Are you saying that the Big East is overrated? If you are, that's fine. If that's your take, okay, let's see what happens next week. The only way we're going to know that is what, by what happens next week, is if these teams show up as higher seeds and win their games. But it comes down to Kolick and Cam Jones. When you have not good guard play, elite guard play, and you have guys that are bought in, Kolick doesn't need to score to impact the game. He just sets Jones up. He sets David Joplin up. He sets Omax Prosper up. And I think, fellas, similar to the PTSD of Villanova, everybody had PTSD of Marquette. Mm. Can't have faith in them. They can't get it done. Da, 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 da. When it's like, at the end of the day, Marquette got a coach who's been to a Final Four. Mm. Shaka Smart wasn't himself at Texas. I talked with somebody in the industry last night about Texas keeping Rodney Terry as head coach. And you know what the person said to me, person I trust, they said, Texas may not keep him as head coach, despite all the good he's done, because they really enjoy winning the press conference. Mm-hmm. See, at Texas, at, Texas, <laughs> at Texas, they do things different down there. They do things different down there. Um, at Marquette, Shaka doesn't have to be someone he isn't. And Marquette spends some of the most dollars in basketball of any program in the country. So we, I think we forget how many resources that they have and now the coach that they have 
and the fact that they ended last season the way they did with a very bad taste in their mouths, and that Smart didn't come in here to be status quo. He came in here to change the narrative at Marquette, and now it has happened. Let me ask you this, John, because I think it's interesting. He, he plays 36 minutes a game. He makes 46% of his yep. field goal attempts. He's shoots 42% from three. He's an 87% foul sh- shooter. He's 2-to-1 assist to turnover ratio. Should Xavier be better with Sule Boom, or do we undersell Boom in big moments where we don't fall in love with Xavier? I think where people don't fall in love with Xavier is that they don't have much depth at all. And now with Fremantle out for the year, they really are are a team that it's going to be tough for them to win three games in three days this week. They could do it. Uh, I don't think Boom should be undersold at all. I mean, I think he has a chance to be Kemba Walker at this Big East tournament. Ooh. Ooh. He, this kid is a – he's not a good scorer. He is a great scorer. And Creighton, Creighton fans kind of shrug because – yeah, yeah, they've well, they've they've matched up quite well, right? right? Yeah, they've, they've yeah. matched up quite well. I just, I love the kid's game. I think he's got the ability to take it over. He's quick. He's good off the dribble. He's just, uh, he's a killer shooter. I mean, he 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 will if he gets into a rhythm. Uh, good luck. Start calling timeouts. Um, you know, I, I I've been so impressed with him. I, I couldn't believe he wasn't a unanimous All Big East first team selection. I mean, he, he's, he was that good for, for them this year. I think the other thing is is that Xavier struggles defensively at times. Yeah. And so as a result, and they lost at DePaul and at Butler. So if, they, if you lose to DePaul and Butler this year, I mean, uh, those, those two programs could, could team up and, and probably haul a garbage truck through Chicago this season. I, they, they, neither one of them has been any good. They haven't been consistent. Um, I don't know what to make. I mean, I'm shocked that I, I, I thought I, I thought at least Butler would be better. Mm, yeah, they've been worse. <laughs> they managed to be worse. What happened? I thought Thamata would get them in a better direction. I, I got to say, it's disappointing. I don't know Butler's future here. Like guys, they're they've fallen back in the Big East now, mm-hmm. and they don't spend money like some of the other programs do. But but here's the thing. Um, when you lose to Butler and DePaul and you don't defend, you subject yourself to getting picked off on a neutral floor. Mm-hmm. So Xavier, as good as Xavier could be, this is kind of the nature of the Big East. As good as they could be is as tough as a day that they could have. And I'm I'm putting the Musketeers on upset alert, okay? Oh. Mm. Typically when teams put together a nice performance to close the regular season, it's not a fluke. Seton Hall went into Providence, and they blew the doors off. That's the A, start mm. to finish. Yeah. I think Shaheen Holloway may have something to say in this Big East tournament. Okay. I think his team I think his team will be ready to play. Their defense is very good. Now they're starting to gain an offensive confidence. It's almost like no Kadari Richmond has kind of forced them to move the ball, mm. if that makes sense. Sometimes when you have oh, a great yeah. player, the ball sticks. And sometimes when you're – when you have a really good player then out of the equation, it changes the way you play, but it also changes how opponents prepare for you. So mm. look out here. Xavier's on upset alert Thursday night. Mm. 
All right, John, I got to ask you about Creighton. I know you've been high on them as of late. You mentioned them earlier as uh, a potential team that could win in New York. Um, What still concerns you about them when you look at that team? What are the red flags? Uh, Their shot making is not nearly as good as other Creighton teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just just not. They should have beat Marquette at home. Yeah. But their inability to knock down some open looks was kind of glaring. Now, here's the funny thing about shot making. They could show up this week and just not miss. I mean, that happens. It happens in these conference tournaments. And they've done that this year. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, So it's that, and it's also like, I think you've got a couple of guys, you know, I think one in particular. I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna just point him out. I mean, I think, I think Arthur Kaluma is a really talented player. I also think Arthur Kaluma is thinking about his NBA career. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that leads to some plays that are not college basketball plays. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my sense with Creighton is I think they're a really good team, but they've got to buy into who they are now, and just be together. Um, Baylor Shireman hasn't been as great as we probably thought he would be. Yeah. Uh, but remember, there's only one basketball, right? Yeah. So, you know, I think part of it is the system. Part of it is – I'll tell you what. The, the reason why Creighton could win this Big East tournament is that Ryan Nemhard did not get a single all-conference honor. That's insane to me. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I mean, it's some really good guard play, though. Yeah, there is. But but, how many times do you watch the conference tournament and in a press conference, a coach says, "You know, he didn't get honored by the coaches," hey. and you're all seeing, and, you know, that fire. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is, Nimhart is that guy. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. like it's personal. Oh, he's taking. <laughs> it, oh, there's zero question with his personality. Uh, le- more more likely here, John. Rick Patino comes to the Big East. <laughs> Ed Ed Cooley stays at Providence. Yeah. Or Ed Cooley changes locations and Rick Patino comes to the Big East. No. Oh. <laughs> I know where you're going with number three. <laughs> Let me be very clear on number three. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> There's a better chance of me doing a show at the Foxy Lady tonight <laughs> than there is of uh, than there is of Ed Cooley being it, uh, or than there is of Rick Pitino being in Providence. All right, um, you know it's, it's what if Rick, what if Rick Pitino lands at let's say St. John? <laughs> I just don't see it. Uh, so the, the the here's the thing. The funniest thing about it is. Um, I'm glad you didn't rule out Ed Cooley changing addresses. Thank you. The Foxy Ladies Club in Providence. I met the Spearmint Rider. There's actually one in Lincoln, too. Oh, boy. Not that I would know. No. I heard. I heard. Damon had a bit of a misfit. Somebody told me. I can only only hope Scotty Frost had a stop there. (laughs) Depends on Um, how their margaritas are, John. What's that? Depends on how their margaritas are. Oh, wow, <laughs> you guys. Exactly. Oh, am I getting you guys in trouble? No. 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 Let's get back to the show. Um, <laughs> let's get back to the show. Here's this is a family program. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, kids are in school already. Yeah, we're, we're good. Uh, that's all right. Exactly. Um, 
So I think that I, I do. I think that huh, I think a school should hire Rick Pitino. Uh, I think St. John should hire him. But the, the president at St. John's was the president at Providence and he has a pass mm. with Patino and it didn't go well. So, guys, I just – I think Patino's probably going to be coaching at either South Florida, maybe Central Florida, like one of these Florida jobs. I I hate to say it. I think it would be great for the Big East if he coached in the Big East. I think it would be fun. I think it would be interesting. But, you know, the name that I'm, I'm getting here in the last 24 hours um, that, that – that could land at Georgetown, a name to monitor is Micah Shrewsbury mm. um, from Penn State. You know, mm. Penn State, let's face it, it's it's not a great job. Georgetown would be a level up. It just it's one of the it's one of those unique scenarios. Like there's not many big East jobs that are a level up from the Big Ten, mm. just by virtue of like football dollars and stuff. But I would say Georgetown's better than Penn State in basketball. I mean let's let's uh let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. So keep an eye on that name. St. John's, I don't know. Um, God, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, seriously, right now. I mean, I've heard a couple of names, none of which that 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 say to me, yeah, that's their next coach. Guys, if you remember, <laughs> and let me tell you, I do remember this very well. St. John's took days and what seemed like weeks in the desert to figure out who they were going to hire the last time. Mm. And then they hired Mike Anderson and a Catholic school in New York <laughs> decided to hold a press conference to introduce him on Good Friday. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you should have known then. <laughs> you should have known then. Wow. I mean, if I'm a St. John's fan, I'm saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. <laughs> Unbelievable uh, that they did. I, I I still can't fathom that you introduced your new head coach on the day the Lord passed away. <laughs> well, he's single-handedly one of the best personalities in college basketball. John, let me get you out of here on this with a general basketball question. Ravi and I did a game of of it was a six-pack of questions, and I I comboed two teams to go the furthest along the seed lines. Texas and Connecticut as a pair or Creighton and UCLA as a tandem, which two make the most noise in the tournament? Wow. Texas and UConn, UCLA and Creighton. Um... Oh, man. I'm going to say UCLA and Creighton. Thank we both you. Went, we both Thank went you. with that. That's right. <laughs> That's It's yeah. tough, though. You know what? And you know why? Coaching, experience, and just benefit of the doubt. Um, and I, I, I think I'm picking more than anything. Like, I just love UCLA. <laughs> I like Creighton. I really love UCLA. Yeah. UConn hasn't won a tournament game in several years, mm -hmm. and they've yet to do it under Dan Hurley. So – I thought they were going to break that drought last year against New Mexico State, and then I don't know what. So <laughs> I, I, I watched two hours of, ba of quote, basketball in Buffalo. <laughs> um, and then the game was over, and the season was over, and that was it. So, you know, sometimes with UConn and Texas, the bark is bigger than the bite. Mm -hmm. and so that's why I'm picking Creighton and UCLA. Fantastic stuff, John. Uh, enjoy the Big East Tournament. 
Uh, a couple things I noted. Upset alert. Xavier. I'm going to be paying attention, Musketeer fans. There we go. Alert. You didn't call it. You put them on alert so we won't be surprised. And Xavier rolls by 25. <laughs> <laughs> John, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, guys. Oh, he is hilarious. One of his best segments oh, ever. Yeah. That's my main man, Ravi Lula. We've had a program change. Joel Renzi will join us next on Coffee and Cream.